What if there was a way to hack your brain? To figure out why you're not taking the action you know you need to, and why the action you are taking isn't working? Well, there is. And this podcast is designed to show you how to do that, to see your mind, to coach yourself, and ultimately to create the life and business of your wildest dreams without the hustle or the stress. I'm your host, Elizabeth Salazar. Let's dig in. Hello there and welcome back. Oh, I love it. I love recording this podcast for you. I love thinking of topics. It's all so much fun. And today I'm actually recording this a little bit ahead of time, but is the one year, one year, <laughs> listen to me, the one month anniversary of my podcast. Woo! I'm so excited because guys, I very clearly remember wanting to do this and sitting in this exact same spot and recording over and over and over again, looking for just the right thing. So I feel amazing that it's done, it started, and now I get to just come up with new things every week. So this week I wanted to share with you, so I announced this on social media last week, but I, I guess I haven't said it here yet. So two weeks ago, I officially passed the threshold of having a six-figure business. What? What? <laughs> and so... I mean, I knew it was coming, right? This is one of the interesting things. When people think about what they're going to think about when they get there, they always think they're going to be really excited and just like, oh my gosh, right? But the reality is, is that when you get there, it's not a surprise. Because <laughs> um, I'd actually done the math wrong. So at one point, I thought that I was really close. And then I looked at my spreadsheet and I was like, mm, I'm actually like $20,000 away. <laughs> And so I went back to it, right? I kept going, kept going. And two weeks ago, Friday, I passed over the mark of making $100,000 this year already. So we're still in the 10th month and I'm incredibly optimistic as to what else is possible and excited. So I asked on my social media page what questions people had around making $100,000 with your thoughts. And I was just interviewed on my coach's podcast. Um, and, and she'd asked the same type of question, but she didn't specify the thoughts part. And so it brought up a lot of people asking questions about, you know, how did you structure your first program? And how did you choose a niche? And how did you decide on this or that? Right. And the thought that I kind of had about those questions is just that they aren't relevant to what it takes to create $100,000. And it really always comes back to our thoughts. And it's difficult to, like if, if you're listening to this and you aren't familiar with this, you know, these thoughts and this like terminology and, and just the way I'm going about this, right? Um, that's okay. But ultimately everything we create is because of the thoughts that we have. And so every thought we have is optional. And that's what's really changed for me is that I didn't focus on one area like, oh, I've got to be more consistent. I have to be more organized. Instead, I focused on changing the way I think to think like people who had the results that I wanted. And the only way that we can measure our thought work 
and the changes that we're making internally is by looking at numbers, right? And so it might be like, how many times did you show up? Um, Did you do it because it was an automated, I should do this? Or did you do it just as a, an overflowing of desire and interest and inspiration, right? Because those are two different things. And that's why money is just kind of a really easy metric to, to, to say, right? Like, I'm excited about making $100,000 because it's a reflection of how much my mind has changed. And something that I'm just so encouraged about is that when I look at my own thoughts, I know that there's so much room for improvement. And so I just think to myself, how much easier it's going to be as I just continue to get better and better at this and doubling, tripling, quadrupling my results with just more thought tweaks, right? So in this episode today, I had a few questions and I wanted to jump into those, right? Because we always, like before we've created it, our mind has lots of questions (laughs) and I still have lots of questions myself, right? So I get it. So I'm going to go through these questions and answer them and I hope that you find this helpful as well. So Allison asked, what negative thought consistently came up for you and how did you replace it? So negative thoughts are... And this is one of actually my favorite things about group coaching was that I realized that everybody thought similarly, right? That I wasn't the only one who had these thoughts. And so the more that I heard other people open up and talk about it, the more relief I felt inside of myself that this is normal, that this is just part of how our brain works. And having that assurance really comforted me. So some of the negative thoughts that consistently came up for me and and sometimes still do, right? Like our subconscious likes to hold on to fragments of things. And so when my my brain hears it, sometimes it's like, I remember believing that. Do we still believe that? (laughs) And then I come back in with my, you know, purposeful thinking and I'm like, wait, I've built a lot of evidence as to why I don't believe that. And then my brain and I are like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Right? So some negative thoughts that consistently came up for me, I would say around a lot of them were around worthiness. You know, was I good enough? Did I have enough skill? Did I know what I was doing? What if somebody asked me to do something and I didn't know how to do it? Um, Like, I just didn't feel like I knew enough. And it's really easy to find evidence for, right? Like, If somebody, if you tell somebody, so when I first started, I was doing funnels and marketing. And so you can put that out in the world and then people will come to you and they'll say, oh, do you know how to do a funnel using Spotify or whatever it's called, Shopify? (laughs) And so then if your answer is no, suddenly what my brain was telling me was, I need to know all of the platforms, And if you're a coach, maybe your brain is telling you, I need to know all of the tools, right? In order to be a successful coach, rather than just sitting in, like I have an expertise. I know what I'm doing because it's my transformation and that's all I have to focus on. So that's really how I worked through that was I built belief in myself by really focusing on what I was great at, what I am great at. 
because back then the things that like impressed people and like really drew them to me were like, yeah, I can help you create a landing page that converts at 40 to 60%. That's no big deal. Like, yeah, I can help you create the entire funnel and help draw the information from you because you are an expert, you know, the information. And I didn't know at the time that that was a skill. So that was another thought that really held me back was I had this expertise and I didn't know that other people didn't have it too, right? Um, What other negative thoughts? You know, I had thoughts about what I thought people were thinking. And so I really did a lot of work with this in my early clients and I, I still do it with clients, right? And so I would be working with somebody and they would send me an email or they would say something. And then my mind would make it mean something. Oh, well, they said this. And so I bet they're thinking they don't really want my help. They don't really need my help. They don't really want to work with me, right? And you see how poisonous this is. Because I don't have to have negative thoughts like I hate myself. I'm so horrible. I'll never succeed. No, no. Our negative thoughts are very, like we believe them, right? Like for me, if I'm building like landing pages for somebody and they ask me if I can use a platform that I don't know how to use, it's easy for my brain to go to, oh, see, I just need to learn all the platforms. If you're a website designer, it'd be easier to say, oh, I only know how to build on this one. I must need to learn all the things. And so the negative beliefs that we have are very sneaky. One, because we believe them. And two, because they seem true, right? Like my brain has told me in the past, oh, well, you're not certified. And so you're probably missing something. And I had to, I had to work through that, right? I had to decide that I am certified through Elizabeth has amazing results and she's a badass, right? Like that's what certifies me. I've built people's businesses with them. I've done this work on myself. I know business. I know online business. I know marketing. I know mindset work. I don't just know mindset work people. I make money with mindset work. I create money, right? And after you go so long and you have the same result, the same result, and then you create a result, you have a transformation, you have something that's all you need, right? Like that was my certification. I know how to do this. I know how to repeat it. I know how to keep doing it. Dun, 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 right? So when it comes to replacing it, the, the way we do with beliefs is that they're sneaky, right? They're going to be things like, oh, well, I really need to get another certification. I must not know enough. And so it's a very sneaky thought that you feel is true, right? So step one is really looking at it as like, this isn't true. I mean, it's not false, right? It's my perception. I'm standing on the street. I'm witnessing something happening around me, right? There's a man in the middle of the street holding 40 balloons. And there are versions of you that are all around him. And your mind is just telling you one version of why he let them all go, right? You don't actually know. <laughs> and so it's just a per- your perception. And so when your brain tells you this, this thing about yourself, you're just believing it right now. And you have to get to the point where you're like, wait a minute, 
every thought in my mind is optional. And if it's optional, I can see that thought. And the best way to see your thought is to write it on paper. So you write the paper, you write it on paper. I always put a little T beside it, T for thought. And I just think about that. I'm like, wait a minute. If every thought I have is optional, this is what I think about my thoughts, (laughs) then this one might not be true. Oh, okay. And if this isn't true, what else could I believe? Right? Because the most magical thing about our brains is that they actually can believe lots of different things at once. They can believe contrary things. But sometimes what happens is we believe contradictory things, but we only focus on the one that we're finding evidence for. So step one is you have to see that it's only a thought. And then you have to decide what you want to believe, what you can believe instead, and then start to find evidence for that. Okay. The next question is from Sabrina and she asks, how do you know which steps to take to get to the hundred thousand dollars in your thought work? So she's like not going too far ahead before you're ready to believe. Um, how do you know which steps to take to make $100,000 with thought work? Here's the most beautiful thing. You ask yourself this one question, right? Here's, you ready for it? <laughs> Why don't I think I can make $100,000? Yeah. And whatever comes up for you, write it down, right? Don't, don't try and keep things organized in your mind because it's basically like... Um, I don't know, like that, that lottery thing, you know, where the balls go round and round and round. That's how your brain is with thoughts. So if you're like logically like, oh, I'll just work it out in my head. No, picture that, that lottery thing with the balls inside or bingo, whatever it is, right? They sit there and turn it and it's a big cage. That's what your thoughts are doing. If you don't take them out of the cage, put them on the, you know, paper and look at them. And so every objection that your mind has to why you can't do it is your work to get to $100,000. And I think the most lovely thing of it is that you don't have to, so you're going to make a list, right? My list was very long. (laughs) My brain had a lot of reasons why it didn't think we could do it. And those reasons don't go away, right? Like the reason that they're written on the paper is because you believe them. And how do we create beliefs? We think a thought over and over and over and we find evidence for why it's true. So then we want to unbelieve a thought. We're just, we're putting more evidence in a thought we want to believe. So we find a new thought that we can believe still, right? We're not just making up stuff. And then we find the evidence to believe it. So when you have your list of things, you now know what your work is. And the greatest part of this, I think I started the sentence and then went somewhere else, <laughs> but the best part of this is that you don't have to. So if you have a list of 25 things, you actually don't have to go through and like figure out all 25 things. And it's like the money will start to flow as you figure out one thing and two things and three things. And you just start to shift to the way you believe. And then once you start to see evidence of like it's working then your brain starts to find more evidence. And so this is really where the momentum starts, where it's like once you start to find evidence that it's working, it makes your other objections not quite as strong, right? And so it's okay to keep like asking your brain this, why don't I believe? And then deciding 
why that's not something you want to believe, right? So it's, here's an example of this. You might ask yourself like, okay, my goal, my desired result is to make $100,000. And then you'll ask yourself, you'll make a big list. One of those thoughts as to why you, your brain doesn't think you can do it is that it doesn't know how, or it's never done it before, or we don't have enough time, or I don't know what I would even sell, or I don't even know where to start, right? Or I've been trying and it just hasn't been working. Why do I think anything's going to be different now? And so you take one of those thoughts and you find evidence and you decide why it's not true, okay? So you might take one about, um, about time. And what you're going to do is you're going to start finding the evidence for why it's it's like, why that's not true. Like, so the thought might be like, I don't have time to make $100,000. That's going to take a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of energy, right? Like those are all lots of thoughts. And so you are going to want to come up with like, wait a minute, why is it possible for me to make $100,000? And you just kind of think like, well, other people have done it. And if they can do it, I could probably do it, right? And I have an offer, and I have a transformation and I'm a badass, <laughs> right? And people love me. And when I do a live stream, people watch. Like, so there's clearly people out there. And, you know, it only takes like 15 people to make $100,000. And I probably, like, I bet there's 15 people in my network. Like, you know, like there's like 50 or 60 people who read all my emails. Like I bet 15 of them over the next year would want to work with me, right? And so you just start to find the evidence because like here's a thought that our brain really wants to believe and it's like, it goes something like, well, I've never done it before. Like how do I know I can't make $20,000 in a month? Well, because I've never done it before. And it sounds so reasonable, right? It sounds so logical. Like people could get behind you and be like, yeah, I know that does sound hard, but don't talk to those people. <laughs> you don't want to talk to them, right? Instead, you want to find evidence for when have you done something that you didn't know how to do before? Think about walking. Think about talking. Think about, oh, here's a great one. Having a baby. How, how, how about raising a kid? I love it. I think back to my first child. I had her when I was 17 and I very clearly remember I had her at a birthing, an Amish birthing center. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, they're going to let me leave with this baby? <laughs> like that doesn't seem like a good idea, right? It's like, I don't know how to take care of this thing. And we figured it out, right? We, after a while, we got her in the little car seat and we looked at how tiny she was and we were like, oh my gosh, she's so little, <laughs> Right? And we figured it out. She's 15 years old. She's basically not screwed up. Eh. <laughs> right? She's basically okay. <laughs> because we can do things that we've never done before. We can figure it out. Right? And that's what it takes in business. That's what it takes. Okay, next question is from Whitney. How did you market or make offers differently from your first 50,000 to your second 50,000? Did you make them more boldly? Um, and what thoughts kept coming up despite, you know, maybe not getting the result you wanted? So I don't know that I, I look at any difference that came up, but I know that as you start to see evidence, you, your mind starts to believe it, right? Like there's definitely still all the doubt. 
your, your brain is actually still quite sure that it's not sure. <laughs> and so I think that I just became more confident, like, wait a minute, yeah, people do need this. I, I do have value to offer, right? And it always comes back to the belief work because we can't look to our clients or to our, like, to our, to the money we've made or to the evidence we've created as validation to build our belief from. We have to build that belief from inside of us because when we create that belief and then it kind of dissipates, because it does, or as we move up to another level, we have to do that belief work all over again. And it's belief in ourselves. It's belief in people's capacity to change. And it's belief that the tools we have are enough, that we can help people with exactly what we have right now. A few of the thoughts that I specifically remember having and, and still use during this time are thoughts like, this is working right? Because when I say that, I just like feel it in my chest. I'm like, oh, this is working. The opposite of that thought is very easy to believe too. (laughs) And that is nothing seems to be working. What am I doing wrong? Right? I still believe that one too. But what I do is like every time that one comes up, I'm like, wait a minute. My brain is looking for evidence of this now. Let's go back. And so I see it, I stop it, and I come back to all and finding evidence. And this is where the brain like strength comes from, is we can't just think a thought like this is working. We have to then let our brain go and find the evidence. Why is this working? And let your brain like run off and find it. And then that's when you're going to feel it. Another thought that I've used is, I know I can do this, right? I'm going to figure this out. Another thought was, I have so much value to offer, right? The next question is from Jake and it says, what obstacles seemed big early on and how do you look back on them now? This is such a great question. I love it. So some of the obstacles that seemed really big when I was starting was I'd never made $100,000 before, right? Like that seemed like something that lawyers did or... I don't know, right? Like people who just had a, like they went to school, they had a high education, um, they'd done it before. And so that kind of seemed like, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. But on the other hand, I had this belief that I probably could. Like, wait a minute. I see people who are doing this. This is possible, right? So then my thoughts were like, well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know what action to take. And my mind was very concerned about action, very concerned that I needed to be doing something. And I think this, I mean, I don't know if it's culture, I don't know if it's type A personality, but I have this desire to stay busy. And so I very much tied my action with my results. And it makes sense, right? Like, you know, you're not going to get a letter written until you pick up the pen and you write the letter. But the reality is there's one step before that that I had never considered. And it was the thoughts that I had to have, the beliefs that I had to have going into it. And so I really spent, uh, I mean, all year, really. But in the beginning, I really had to spend time just sitting in this belief that thought work alone was enough, right? That that's what I was missing. I didn't have some skill gap 
I didn't need to learn how to write better posts or leverage social media better or do some new thing. I already had the skill, but what I didn't have was the belief, right? And when we believe we can have anything we want, the gap is always belief. And it's just a matter of seeing what is the gap. And so I did a lot of work on believing in myself, in believing in other people's capacity to change and get results and believing in the tools that I already had. And when I spent time sitting in that, the inspiration flowed. It just naturally came out. Um, let's see, I thought that another thought that I like that seemed very like an obstacle that seemed very big early on was um, I wasn't sure I could get results for my clients. And I felt very responsible for that. And that didn't serve me, right? And, and I really had to come back to the model that the only person that I can create results for is me. I can facilitate change. I can guide people. I can ask them questions. I can help them search their brain. But that felt like a really big thing for me in the beginning because I wanted to be able to promise people that I could help them get anything they wanted. And I didn't want to just give them the tools. I wanted to be like, no, no, we can do it together. Let's do this, right? Um, another obstacle was, oh man, I just thought of it and then it kind of ran away a little. Um, ooh, this is so big, guys. In fact, I still work on this one. And this is that I don't create my results. I, an obstacle I had was that I thought these things were happening to me. I thought like, oh, what, 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 a, what great luck or yeah, that happened, but... Or, but I don't know if I can do that again, right? And so this was a big obstacle because if I didn't create my results, I can't be responsible for creating them again. And that, that, that really leaves you in a place of not being in control. And if you're not in control and it's in somebody else's control, like your clients or random people you don't know yet, right? It's out of your control. What am I going to do? That's not a place that feels good. And so I had to learn to take responsibility that what I created, I created with my thoughts. And because I created it with my thoughts, I could do it again, right? And that's been so powerful. And sometimes my brain tries to throw it at me and I still sometimes am like, oh, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and I have to come back to like, wait a minute, no, I have to go and I have to purposely find the evidence how do I create my results? Oh, or when my brain tries to tell me, but I don't know how to find clients. And then I have to stop and it's like, yeah, that does feel true. And I start to feel that whiny feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. No, I know what creates clients. Giving value, serving, having their best interest in heart, being ready to make an offer, right? Like if, if you need help with this, this is how I help my clients. Feeling confident that what I have is what will help them. Showing up, right? When you do those things, when you do the thought work, and then you show up from that belief, and you take action to serve people, and you're focused on them and not you, and you just try all the ways you can to say what you do and communicate it until you find the thing that hits home and works, like that's what it takes, it takes coming back and doing it over and over and over. Even when your brain's like, yeah, but we tried that, <laughs> right? So I hope that's helpful, guys. I have loved 
I loved recording this. I've loved answering these questions. And I've really loved making $100,000. It's been, it's been really cool. And I'm glad I could share this with you guys. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Strategic Mindset Podcast. Before you go, take a minute and leave a review and hit that subscribe button. (laughs) These are actually the only two ways that I have to know who's on the other end. And so if you haven't already, do those things and I'll see you next time. And I'll see you next time.